Hey everybody and welcome back to another half episode of Random Chatterings. I'm Arlo Rodriguez and this is the month of music. We'll be going over five video game soundtracks during the month of May. Um, but today we're actually going to take um different uh well i mean we're taking a musical journey already but we're going to be taking a even more extended musical journey yes this is the long-awaited mario muse <laughs> music sequel so originally i thought it was just going to be 3d world and odyssey since the last time we showcased some odyssey tracks but as it turned out i played another game captain toad treasure tracker and that soundtrack is Fucking fantastic. So we're actually going to be talking about three video game soundtracks. We're going to be talking about Super Mario 3D World, composed by Mahito Yokota, Toru Minigishi, Koji Kondo, and Yasuaki Iwata. We're going to be talking about Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, composed by Naoto Kubo and Mahito Yokota. And we'll be talking about Super Mario Odyssey, composed by Naoto Kubo, Shiho Fuji, and Koji Kondo. Um, let's go in order and let's start with 3D World. Uh, a game I've actually started playing with my brother through means. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Um, but I heard the soundtrack way before I actually played the actual game and way before I've seen, well, now I think my fourth playthrough of Let's Players playing through Super Mario 3D World. Um, Super Mario 3D World was a platforming, multiplayer platforming game released in, I think, 2013 for the Nintendo Wii U. R.I.P. And it had playable characters Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad, kind of like in Super Mario Bros. 2, how those were all playable characters in that game as well. But what I love about Super Mario 3D World is that it took what they learned from Mario Galaxy soundtrack, but they went even further with it. Um, 3D World also kind of went with full instrumentation rather than just like a MIDI kind of sound, but they did with some things in, in the GameCube Mario games, but they went with full, like a big band bit full orchestra with some of these tracks and some of these tracks are fucking oh they're so beautiful um maybe they won't make me start crying like well, one okay we'll, we'll get to that one um so but again uh, i forgot to mention this in the sonic mania one but i wanted to showcase tracks that are the more subtle ones the ones you wouldn't really think about when you think of 3d world i mean there's a lot of amazing tracks in 3d world of course the not athletic, but well, no, yeah, athletic. Athletic is great. The intro theme the, for the first level you were dropped into and introduced in, and of course the fucking jazzy band boss battle Hisocrat. But everyone knows about those tracks. Let's go over the lesser known tracks from 3D World: Beach Level, Hands on the Hall, and Bowser Battle Castle One.
<laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Let's go. Let's go go with the beach level, which, um, as you can imagine, it's like you're at a tropical resort, and that makes sense. Like it's it's a beach level, as it says, beach level. But the habit <laughs> starting off with a ba da ba da bomb, it's kind of like this romantic feeling to it. But also then it goes into like the steel drums a little later, but it's like meant to kind of like you kind of feel like you can feel like the ocean waves like crashing down and like a feet on the sand. It's like the perfect way of establishing a beach level but also it's not just with the instrument with the instruments like the whistle i think it's a human whistle maybe it's maybe it's like an instrument um the steel drums of course is an instrument but also the the trumpets or i guess i should say the the brass instruments of the the bomb 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 actually the bomb 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 that's actually the the theme of super mario 3d World, originally 3d land which and this and 3d world is the sequel but they use the same uh, musical theming that's not the right term but they use the same bit of music in all of the tracks in 3d world to kind of give it a little bit of consistency but in this case it's taking that but like but making it a little different like making it a little more relaxed and more calm like as if you're at the beach and <laughs> they've knocked it out of the park but then there's hands on the hall which is of a level as you can imagine that you're sneaking into a japanese temple but again, oh man, the same way that I loved Bowser's Castle 1 and 2 from Super Mario Odyssey, it's a very similar here with the high energy, like, ba-da-ba-bom-ba-bom, like the, the wind instrument. It's not like as clean as like a string instrument would be, or, you know, it's not like uniform. That's well, that's a better way of put, putting it. It's very, it's very energetic. I don't have a better way of putting this. But I just love just the, the type of unease it kind of makes it kind of puts you into because you're trying to sneak into this into this level and you're trying to make sure you're not seen. But it's also just like this high octane music that is just it's just so different from what you would expect from a Mardi game. That's why I love it so much. Um, but now, of course, we have Bowser Battle Castle 1, which god damn Bowser has proven to be maybe the best character or one of the best characters in Nintendo's entire history and when you when you're at the end of the first world castle when you're about to face bowser and this is the boss battle music he runs in a fucking like limousine like like fucking like a purple car and he's just throwing bombs at you like a like a badass and throwing fire and trying to like write these like like pops of lava so you'll step on them and you'll die or something and it's just like what a way of introducing like what a what a difference from like having the classic clown car from the earlier mario games to a fucking car like a fucking lowrider car and that's the way he drives in and just this music of you not having like the bum, 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 bum. but also it's like because it's bowser it's like he's a, it's like there's a harder edge to it like you have you have the trumpets like kind of like introducing bowser but you also have the guitar that's kind of reminding you that like bowser is a <laughs> this is a different Bowser than the Bowser you're used to, and well, I don't want to say the joke of this at your father's Bowser, <laughs> but it just it just gives that ooze of like someone who's trying so hard to trying to be cool, cooler than you, and you're ruining his fun. But that's just what it is. Like this music is just so much fun. I can just say that about all three tracks. It just it's just such happiness I get when I hear these songs, and I ah I can barely even comprehend it with words alone. But uh, unfortunately, that is the end of our 3D World portion. Now we're moving into Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. So for people that did play 3D World, there are portions of the game where you play as Captain Toad in these puzzle sections where you're meant to collect five green stars, but Captain Toad can't jump. So you have to use the camera to look around and see where Captain Toad can walk around. And then they made these five levels into a full-fledged game. And I think they just recently released DLC, which I should really get to that. It's like a different type of adventure. It's more like in Captain Toad's case, he's like looking for treasures and he's trying to collect treasures, but also collect the power stars because that's in every Mario game. But it's in the name of the game. It's like Treasure Tracker. He's like, he's trying to look for treasure, but he also has his outfit that makes him look like he's like an adventurer. So it's a different, again, it's a different take on, on, on like, a, like a more classic Mario traditional sound. And um, Captain Toad, they get to experiment a little bit with with Captain Toad since they haven't really established what does Captain Toad, what would a Captain Toad level sound like? So these are a couple of examples of it uh, from Captain Toad Church Tracker, which um, I mean, okay, that was, okay. I, I wish we can go over this at the end, but Captain Toad's soundtrack is definitely up there and it is one of my favorite soundtracks for a game that's meant to just be a spinoff. They put just as much effort and care into the 
the, the soundtrack for a spin-off than they did for any other like main, mainline Mario game. So now let's go over three songs from Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, The Book, first episode, Fort Fuzz, Castle Stage, and Universal Unary Unison, Space Stage. comes to certain songs i don't know why but i mean if you listen to this podcast you may know but there's certain songs that just really get to me and like it feels like my chest like tightens up a little bit and and uh like the hairs in the back of my neck go up and it's just it's very chilling but we will get to that song so first let's talk about the book first episode this is what happens when you start the game well when you start the game up you hear the captain toad theme but when you actually start the game and you're introduced to, I think, yeah, you're introduced to the layout, the menu layout, which is actually like a like a book, and every and the first episode is like the first book, and then you have the second book, and so on and so forth. So this is the song that introduces you when you when you open up the game, but that's what kind of makes this like particular one very effective, because even though it is it does use parts of the Captain Toad's theme in it, but it also kind of takes it a little differently. 
and it, it's a very like uplifting kind of sound. It's like it's like you know as your introduction. It's like oh, this is a little different. It's not quite as intense as a Mario level, or it's not quite as speedy as a Sonic level, and it's not quite as emotionally overwhelming as Octopath Traveler. It's a lighthearted adventure, and it's an adventure with Captain Toad, and it's not like meant to be aiming for a different demographic, but it's meant to be giving you a different type of feeling than you know, a Mario game would be, and I think it does it really well. I think they, I'm really proud of the way that they were able to find a, w a way of introducing Captain Toad music and making it seem authentic. Not as though they were trying to take too much from, like, a Mario game, or, like, making it too much similarly to a Mario game, even though this game, you know, because it is in the Mario universe, does use Mario enemies, but it feels right, like, in terms of the types of enemies you see in Captain Toad, it makes sense. So it's very it's very effective and it's, it's it's very delightful too. I just love listening to it. And now we have Fort Fuzz Castle Stage, which when you get as it says when you get to Castle Stage, when there's a more intimidating challenge ahead for Captain Toad. But again, it's not quite as dramatic as as let's say a song from Mario Galaxy. But it's not meant to be. It's meant to be. It's it's like you kind of feel the tension building. Because in using these types of levels, in any level, you're trying to climb up, so you kind of feel the challenge of all these enemies trying to prevent you from from reaching your goal, and it kind of fits in that with the music as well. It's like bum ba dum, bum bum. It's like you're treading very carefully. You're trying to be very careful with where you're stepping, and then sometimes they use this music in different levels. So it's not, it's not like you'll see it introduced in the first, like in the first level of its type, but then it'll be used like in a space level for some reason. But it is one of those songs that every time I hear it, or every time it comes up, it's like, oh, yes, oh, I love this song. And there's a part, and then, like, near the end of the song, before it starts to loop, and it goes like, the, bum, 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 bum. but it sounds like Captain Toad's footsteps, because sometimes there's some levels where, you, like, you're trying to, like, tread very quickly throughout a certain portion, and you hold the run button, and you can make Captain Toad move a little faster. But, again, yeah, it's, 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 trying, to, it's trying to do... Like something similar to like uh, the, some of the songs we've heard in this miniseries before about oh it's it's like this is a little riskier than what you've done before but kind of also still making it lighthearted it's like it's a Captain Toad adventure don't take it too seriously but yeah but you still want to accomplish your goals and you're trying to do it and the music makes that work very well and now we finally have Universal Unary Unison we always have to have one of these songs don't we a song that sounds like it's plucked from the cosmos as I've said before. But especially in this case, it's like the way they spaces it out. Like it has those in, like those weird otherworldly instrumentations, like the bum 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 bum. But spreads it out, kind of like the way that you like with a piano, you hold that down, and the note goes on for longer than it normally does. It, oh, it, for me in particular, it I can feel like a chilling effect going through my entire body when I hear it. It's, it's just it just transports you into space. I mean, it's meant to be for space levels, but um, it's just like a different approach to it. It's not quite like like in Galaxy when space levels see they use the orchestra. In this case, it's it's a piano and this I don't know what this instrument is exactly. It might be a custom made instrument for this game, or for Galaxy, or for Nintendo songs in general. I've never heard this instrument anywhere else. Uh, but yeah, taking that type of approach of taking its time with it, letting it build. And the sounds kind of like, oh god, uh, I'm about to start crying, I'm sorry. Uh, this is very emotional. Uh, but it's a different approach. It's not quite with, with Townville and White, um, where it's melancholy. It's more of like, it's like whimsical, but also a little nostalgic at the same time. That's like, that's the type of song you wouldn't expect from a, from a spin off Captain Toad game. It, it takes you by surprise. That's what I really, really appreciate about it. But this is what you're really here for. It's time to talk about Super Mario Odyssey. And um, since I uh, beat the game and completed it 100%, well, okay, so now there's the balloon world, so technically not 100%, but let's say ooh, 99%, getting all of the moons. I still love the game dearly as much as I did, and I, I think I would still have it as number one in my best of 2017. Um, but it is a game that when you finish it, you don't really have a reason to go back to it. And I think part of that reason was that the music this might be controversial, but the music is very good. It's as good as a Mario game would be, and there's a lot of standard tracks, like the ones we're about to showcase. But it didn't stick with me as much, like, as a whole. Like, some of the songs I just kind of forgot about entirely, and that doesn't normally happen with me with Mario music. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe because of the idea of an odyssey of having different types of music, 
maybe maybe just having too many different types of sounds or maybe just like having like a channel i don't know i don't know what to say about it just it's just some songs didn't stick and then i feel bad saying that but that's that's just how i feel i kind of I, I would kind of in the tier of um the sounds the soundtracks we're listening to today i would put 3d world captain toad that's what you're listening to it now and then Super Mario Odyssey and it's not the quality of the music is great as always and again it's, it takes a lot of opportunities with the instrumentation it just didn't have as much of a profound effect as, as a whole I should say than than soundtrack the Mario soundtracks from from the past which uh, again the, the the Mario Odyssey soundtrack is great um it's just it as a whole it just doesn't feel as complete to me but that's enough negativity let's move on and I thought one thing in particular is like I kind of didn't like the more pleasant sounding tracks, which is a weird thing to say since I just complimented it. But it just sounded very samey in some places. But the darker sounds or the sounds of like evil trying to take over, those were the ones that really got to me. And that's probably why I showcased a lot of dark sounding songs in my original Mario music episode. So we're actually going to split that in two parts not well we're actually explaining that too so first we're going to show what i call odyssey good and then odyssey evil uh so let's start with odyssey good with the following three tracks bonneton steam gardens and bubbling
Hey, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Why do I keep making myself listen to songs that make me feel emotional? As mentioned before, we will get to that song. Well, let's start with Bonneton. There's a cutscene that happens, and then Mario's facing Bowser, and then he gets defeated, and he lands in this planet called the Cap Kingdom, where he is introduced to his, uh, his friend of the game, uh, Cappy, who notices that Mario's cap has been shredded because it was taken into the, the fans of Bowser's airship. And Cappy decides to become a Cap and is Mario's partner for the rest of the adventure. So what I really love about this track is, and I couldn't stop thinking about Disney. It's one of the few Mario songs that sounds so much like Disney in terms of like a different type of whimsy than the, than the I know I said whimsical for, to compare the Cup and Toad song, but like a different type of whimsy, but you also kind of hear... You hear it in the instruments as well. It's like that dum bum ba ba bum ba bum. It just makes me think of like it's like it's meant to also like take into like this is a bit of a creepy place, but still kind of also like kind of weird but cute at the same time because it's just a place just full of caps, just a bunch of top hats as houses, and it's and it's also has the fog around it like bum ba bum again. It's trying to like lure you in in terms of like this is a bit creepier but it's very different from what you've seen in a mario game before and i was kind of hoping that every sound would be this distinct and unfortunately for, for me the, it didn't really get to that but like like the few times it would get, i like reached stages like, like highs like this and i did talk about new donk city in the in the previous mario music episode so but like stanzas like this that really transport you and like make an impression on you that's what I really appreciate about Bonneton, and it just does, it just sounds like nothing, like no other Mario song before, and that's what I really appreciate about it. And I can also say that about Steam Gardens. Um, in this kingdom, I think it's called the Wooden Kingdom, despite the name, it's actually, <laughs> I don't know if this, this was intentional, but it reminds me a lot of Planet Wisp from Sonic Colors. It's a level where it's like trees and a forest area growing um, on top of this factory kind of like like very bright red factory or this like the very uh, the metallic sound to it and it's like nature overtaking like machinery and it's like a nature in contrast and then they decide to go with a very 60s 70s sound like with a very obvious bass guitar which is also great with the way that the song is introduced like bum 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 like when you think of the bum you kind of think of like fairies flying up or like birds flying in the air then it goes like, boom, boom, boom. It's like it goes deep down and it goes like right back up with the great bass guitar it, it's another one of those great mario songs that's like a throwback to a different time but it's, but it's also like trying to do something original with it and and it's trying to go for something different and i just every time I, this song comes up in my playlist i get so excited and i get so happy which i can say about all of these songs and i'm sorry if, if i started to sound repetitive but uh, it's hard when you're not someone who talks about music that often. It's hard to talk about music, you know, in a constructive kind of way. But no, but as, as you can, as you've heard, and as you can currently hear right now in the background, music Steam Gardens is a wonderful time. And now uh, that brings me to Bubbling. And this is a song I never thought I would include here. I thought I would have included another song, but this is a song that snuck up on me. It, it, um, at first, I thought that the song from this kingdom was like, oh, they're going for the... It's a beach level again, but this time it's it's kind of interesting because, like, there's this giant um, lake area, but then it's also, like, this giant structure that's like a giant champagne bottle. It's like sparkling water, and it's just... It's a very... It's very visually distinct um, world in Mario Odyssey... Kingdom. Kingdom world, whatever, same shit. In Mario Odyssey... And then the song, like once after you've already like done the mission objective, then you hear the normal song of, of the kingdom of, I don't remember what kingdom this is, uh, but below say bubbling, because that's the name of the song. And, uh, and it was like, oh, this is just another beach theme. Like we already heard a beach theme earlier today, but again, it's a different take on the beach theme. And um, uh, may I say this is the sexiest Mario song ever written? It's very romantic. Just you can hear the, the you can you can feel the fingers plucking on the guitar, but then you have that fucking steel drum. I was like, this is like ah oh, again, creating like it's a very warm romantic feeling, like as though you're running Hawaii and you're watching. Like this is this is later in the evening, like way later in the day, I should say. Like when it's sun, the sun is setting, the the waves are kind of like easing up a little bit. 
uh, and and you just like feel yourself like holding a, like a drink with like with like one of those umbrellas in the drink and you're just like sipping it as as you see it go from from day to night and it's just you can imagine yourself with a partner and you're both enjoying it and i'm single so maybe that's why this song has such a fucking effect on me <laughs> but but i mean it's, it's, it's effective in terms of the music as well because then it goes into the the accordion that happens in the year right before the song is about to start looping like bum bum and again it's just like those rich emotions like going through you and coursing through your body and the blood starting to rush straight to the heart and um i know it's i know I'm, it's a similar description but it's like it's it's like it's built and designed to be that way in the case of universal unary unison it's meant to go for like an outworld kind of like, like an outer space kind of theme but in this case it's it's like a, it's a beach theme but it's another approach to a beach theme so now we've heard two examples of beach themes the two different ways of doing that and personally for me bubble lane i prefer it more just because it really took me by surprise and when i really started to listen to the instrumentations a little bit which i didn't really talk about but again i'm not a music critic i started realizing really how fucking uh, ingenious the composition really was and it and like again it snuck up on me i didn't expect it to have that kind of effect on me and it really took me by surprise and it's surprise it is one of my favorite songs from mario odyssey and the one that and it's the one again that you wouldn't expect to oh yeah i remember that beach level it's pretty okay but then you actually like sit down and listen to it, it's like damn this is this is some good shit <laughs> um which is why i i wanted to showcase it um but like i said before the evil themes from our odyssey the ones where bowser and his minions are trying to take over and they're trying to create havoc those were my favorite songs from the game bar none and so we're going to so and so, so actually for this segment we're going to go over four songs uh damn i think my voice might be gone by the end of this but i'm having fun uh four songs from super mario odyssey new dunk city night one and two robo brood battle and ruined dragon Thank you. 
How's everybody feeling? Uh, oh man, uh, god damn it. I always want to talk about the third song first, but fourth song technically. Um, but we can't, we have to wait. So let's start off with New Dunk City Night 1 and 2. And so this is going to be an interesting challenge because I, I remember when I talked about Bowser's Castle 1 and 2, um, I, I had trouble trying to not like mix the two in together because they are different. But in this case, Night 1 and Night 2, they're, they're like the they takeoffs of each other. But when night one, we kind of start off with this is for the context. This is when Mario is first lands at New Donk City, but it's nighttime and it's been completely taken over by Bowser. And this is uh, so he's and it's also raining. So it's so it actually has a grittier look than you would normally expect from a Mario game. It's still it's just rain, but it's not the addition of the rain and the night and the night look and like these really creepy enemies that are like flies, but you can see that they have hair textures or like fur textures it is ugh, they're kind of creepy but so you kind of get that from night one where it's not it's meant to kind of be like this is an introduction to the creepiness and the fact that mouse is kind of taken over and so you get those hints of that with like the bow, 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 but you also like the it's like a, a notice that things are different and you better be careful or you better get the fuck out of here plumber boy you better not bother us we're we're taking over um but it's also kind of like, even though it's meant to kind of be like the evil, it's like the evil lair, it's still like a little like sillier than that. You can kind of take that with the music like, ba da ba ba you listen to it and it just sounds so weird and, and, and off-putting to you. But I think that's why I love it so much because you also kind of get sometimes, you get the, the like the strings going bum bum bum. It's kind of like most like again focus you and centralize you in. Remember that okay, you this is a place. This is a little different from what you've seen before, but you can can get through this. And yes, it is weird, very weird, but you can succeed. <laughs> Maybe not exactly in this particular instance. I I I just love how how strange and what just a different approach to this type of music. I know I've also been saying that too. A lot as well. So let's move on to night, uh, New Dog City Night Two, which again it's another takeoff on this, and it's definitely it's like the tempo is a lot faster. But then this is when, but it still has the elements from the first song of the boom, 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 boom. But then the guitar comes in. It's like boom, 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 and that's why I think now what I'm remembering correctly is that night one is when you're starting to approach the area, but then in night two, in terms of the music, that's when you're actually there and you're actually like climb like climbing up a building and you're trying to get to wherever the moon may be the power moon may be and so so it's at this point when <laughs> it's very clear that bowser has taken over you can see uh, the giant poster of, of, of the wedding ceremony ahead of you and again it's kind of like it's it's like in 3d world when bowser is introduced with fucking uh, a fucking electric guitar it kind of reminds me of sonic music in that kind of way just like in terms of the instrumentation, in terms of the, the use of the electric guitar and the bass, but also kind of like mixing it in with other instruments as well to kind of like, again, to kind of like tap into what Night One was trying to do, but then make it even more pronounced and like rude, really. It's just like, well, who's this guy thinking he is like invading my space? Like, this is my place and you know we can take over. And <laughs> it's just so funny to me. I... I just love how much of a presence Bowser makes in the game and in 3D World, especially in 3D World, because he has a fucking carnival, like a full-on fucking carnival. It's just like, fuck it, Gary's colors, colorful aesthetic everywhere, why not? It's my kingdom, I'll do what I want with it. And he's the same thing in this game too. It's such a great way of, of like, like again, it's like, you know, in, in, in Mario fashion, it's like, it's we gotta take down the evil, but... It's just like having fun with that idea, and it, uh, fuck, I love, I love, I love it. So now we're going to move on to Robo Brood Battle, which this is, um, I think, in Bowser's Castle 2. Before the confrontation of Bowser, you get introduced to the minions of that game. I think they're the, the Bunny Broods, I think, something like that, or the Brutals. And so, for some reason, they all join together like Ultron into this wooden um mech robot and so mario has to i don't remember the battle 100 percent, but basically we're fighting at the top of this arena and mario has to find a way to get to the the, the cockpits of all of the brutals and try to strike them once to, to to take down the boss 
it's like a, it's a boss battle music, but it's like it's gets it's escalating in terms of tension. It's like you have the string, you've got a bum 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 bum, and again, it's like you're trying, you're, you're feeling a little intimidated, but it's also just like like the rush you're kind of feeling from like the instrumentation, like the wood instrument from the very beginning of the song, and then to the way that a bum 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 bum, it's like the constant rhythm that's going in throughout the song, and it's like like da da dum. It's like the rat the tat rat the tat rat the tat and it's also because this is in Bowser's Castle, which it had the Japanese theme, and all have that in, in the instruments as well. That's probably would explain why the robots wood made out of wood, but uh, it, it's, it's another attempt at trying to create this type of like hurried kind of tone, and it works really well. But then, damn, I mean, I probably love this song, Ruined Dragon Battle, because it is. It's like another song from Super Mario Galaxy, but the context is very, very different. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to spoil a very big moment in the game. So there's a part when Bowser takes down your spaceship that you've been using to float around to go to all the other kingdoms. But a fucking dragon is what blasts you out and then you land in the Cursed Kingdom, I believe. Um, it might not be the Cursed Kingdom, it might be a different name. But basically, it's this castle. It's like this floating castle. And then you land in this area and you're trying to find the, some power moons so you can power up your ship so you can leave. But unfortunately, the rest of the power moons are being defended by a goddamn dragon. The same dragon that just blasted you out of the sky and it's huge. It, it, it was one of those moments when I was like, what fucking game am I playing right now? It was like, first you get this aesthetic that kind of reminds you a lot of Dark Souls. And then you're facing a goddamn dragon. And I think you actually have to... No, you, 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 you... There's, like, some stuff sticking out from its head. Or, like, there's some, some locks or something. I don't remember 100%. You're sticking that out. I, I probably would have been a more brutal boss, boss battle if you actually had to kill the dragon. But you you just hurt the dragon so that, you know, you can get your moons and you can move on your merry little way. But what I really love about this song is, again, it's it's full instruments. It's full orchestra. Like, you have the bum bottom. You have the trumpets there, but you also have like kind of with Robo Brood Battle. It's like this tempo. It's like bum 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 like that constant tempo. And again, it's like escalating. It's like you have like the first part of it, like bum 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 bum, and it just keeps like rising. And it's like meant to kind of show the drama of this battle between Mario and a fucking dragon, <laughs> a dragon and a fucking Arthurian legend. It's like that was the last thing I was expecting from this Mario game. And it, it, it mainly makes a strong impression on you. But, I mean, the moment alone makes an impression on you, but just the music with it just makes this feel even more intense than it normally would have. And I apologize. I know I'm silly. It sounds like I'm repeating myself. So I'll, I'll start to wrap up. But, uh, oh, man, just getting to that moment and listening to the song just now, like it put, puts me right back in that area. And it's very effective. Like, it's the full orchestra, so it's like you already feel that ep You have that epic feeling already because of the orchestra in general does that. It, it enhances the mood and the feeling for you. But we're going to conclude today with a song that fucking made me cry um, because of what it stands for. Um, we're ending today with Peach's Castle. So what happens in the end of the game, again, this is unfortunately spoilers, is that you actually go back to the Mushroom Kingdom. And then when you go into the castle, which is on the top of the hill, it's the fucking, it's a fucking orc version of the, the, the castle theme from Super Mario 64. And I, I actually didn't grow up with Super Mario 64. I, I had friends that had the game. But um, it is an important legacy in Mario's career in terms of, the game that put Mario on the map, like it was the first 3D Mario platforming game, and now this game uh, makes a tribute to it by you being able to revisit that area. And when the music started, I, oh, a few times in my life that I, I that I got so emotional over a video game. But a part of it is also like age. It's like, goddamn, Super Mario 64 is 20 over 20 years old. I'm old. But it was also just like a happy feeling you get too. It was like, oh, you would never have imagined this song. Like, you love the original song and it, and, and it makes you feel emotional. But then just having like the added instruments, it just adds that level of authenticity to it. Like the original song is great too, but it just feels so much different with having the strings, and the violins, and it all just sounded so grandiose. And it really doesn't make me so emotional. But I, I think it's the perfect way to conclude our 
our sequel Mario music episode. Um, so thanks everybody for listening. I really hope you tolerate my <laughs> admittedly repetitive commentary. I, I'll, I'll try to get better at this as the month of music goes on. Um, it was a, it was it was a bit more of a, an undertaking to do five musical episodes in a month, but hey, here we are, and this is how we learn. We do it, we try it. Some things work, some things don't. We take that and, and we try to get better. Um, but yeah, so next week... Oh, I really don't want to spoil next week. Uh, you'll never expect it. I'll just put it that way. I mean, you might know what it is. I may have hinted at it about it on Instagram months ago. But other than that, uh, well, you'll see it when it drops. Um, but anyway, thanks everybody for joining me for the month of music. And we'll see you next week with the next musical showcase. All right. Take care, everybody.